Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the state of trials after it returned in Destiny 2 Beyond Light. If you're listening to this on iTunes or any of the audio podcast platforms, you can always catch me live on YouTube at SNTRlive.com. Monday through Friday, I'm streaming. You can probably catch me right now when you're listening to this if you want to come and be a part of the discussions. Also remember to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com. There's community Q&A and other tools and functions on there. We're going to be adding more stuff in the new year. So why am I talking about the state of trials? Okay, well, a recent Reddit thread on Destiny the Game subreddit received a decent amount of support, but most importantly, it got a response from a Bungie CM. The title of the, the, the thread that got this response, it simply stated one thing. They didn't go off on a tangent. They didn't write paragraphs of complaint. This was all they said. How am I supposed to convince my friends to play Trials when on our first and second games, we get players who have 100 plus flawless clears? Now, to be fair to this complaint, this person is not saying they should not face career Trials players. They're saying, listen, we're facing these career Trials players on our first and second game. If you want new players, if you want me, if you want my friends that I got into the game to jump into Trials, getting slapped in the face by career players right out of the gate, it ain't working. Okay? So, while while the question is certainly a little bit loaded, I do think it's a little bit of a loaded question. It's like, oh wow, you know, are people expecting to just go into trials and have an easy time? This also, uh, the statement also begs the question, what's the role of Trials of Osiris in Destiny 2 for now and the future? What What's the purpose? How does this game mode fit into Destiny right now, especially after Stasis has been added? And we have more things coming in the future, so let's talk about this. This first section is, what did Bungie say? So what kind of a response did we get uh, from Bungie? The way the CMs, the way the community managers have interacted with the community throughout 2020 has been all over the place. Uh, What to expect uh, personal Twitter accounts that reach 100 to 200,000 followers while representing Bungie and Destiny, it's shifted quite a bit. Like What to expect from these, these individuals has kind of been all over the place. I happen to think their use of Twitter has been very unprofessional and we all miss Deej, so I wasn't really sure how this was going to read. All right, Often... I have noticed that often even their requests for feedback can seem sharp or laced with sarcasm. They almost have to take little snips and jabs at the community even when they ask for feedback. Now, thankfully, this time it seemed genuine, although this is horribly timed given that Trials just returned. So it's like Trials just returned, the player-based population numbers for Trials are terrible, and you're like, well, what's, what, what would you like to know? Or, or, or what would you like to change? I'm sorry. So this was the response. This is a direct quote from Reddit. This may be considered a silly question to many, but I'd love to see more feedback. What would make Trials more appealing to you? While we have some new loot on the way, armor, weapons, cosmetics, what about the mode is pushing you away? Skimming through the comments, the pure competitive nature of it is already a barrier to those who don't see themselves as PvP players. Stasis has also added some flair to the mode that some people enjoy, some people dislike, and some people want to see balanced. Recurring feedback, more focused on gunplay less on abilities so this is his sort of hey what do you guys think this is kind of what i'm seeing right now do you have anything else to add do you have anything else about 
you know, what would make this better? It seems to me there are blatantly obvious answers here that we've addressed since Trials came into Destiny, back to Destiny 2, and they had low card farming. We have been saying you have to make the bottom of the card more inviting, more accessible, more rewards. You have to make games 4, 5, and 6 a lot more rewarding for people so they don't low card farm. You have to put amazing gear in the chest so the hardcore players live at the top of the card and the more casual players can live on the bottom of the card Filling the funnel with players is the key to most of the problems. It's the key to the problem that this thread highlighted. How am I supposed to get my new friends into trials if we constantly are facing career players, game one, game two? And him asking for this feedback, just, I I don't know. It's like you guys have been given the feedback and what would make the playlist better. And you had it right in Destiny 1 before Rise of Iron. So maybe do that instead of asking for feedback. Apparently he also said somewhere, um, just provide us feedback. Don't tell us what you think the solution is. No, I'm going to tell you what I think the solution is because you're not getting it right. You you seem like you need to be told what the solution is because you're not getting it right. You brought back Trials beginning of this year and it has been an absolute bumble ever since even when they tried to adjust address the token issue and the win requirement issue they bumbled that too because the token currency went down for players that aren't as good which incentivized them to play less which has continued to drive the player base numbers down on top of the cheating and you know and the, and the inaccessible nature of a playlist that is competitive and sweaty it's like you guys have the answers okay and you're not acting on them now next What's the role of trials? All right. This does, however, feel like another moment where the Destiny community is saying two completely very different things. Okay. On the one hand, folks are claiming that the competitive mode is too competitive, which is kind of funny, but I get where they're coming from. It's a competitive mode where the early games should not be a tooth punch, right? You should be able to go into games one through three and have a reasonable, good experience. No matter your skill level, you should be able to go in there and have some, you know, some games that aren't horrible. You shouldn't automatically playing, you know, playing against careers every time you jump in games one and two all right now that's on the one hand you got people saying oh it's too competitive which is kind of weird because it's a competitive mode now on the other hand folks are saying they want less abilities and more gunplay that's a recurring piece of feedback from the community right over the years traditionally the feedback from the more competitively minded players has been that there's not enough gunplay and gun skill expression in the game and that abilities and exotics are often decried as crutches or broken so to see that feedback that we need less abilities we need more gunplay we see that mingled and mixed in with the complaint that trials is too competitive I think shows we have two sides of the player base asking for somewhat mutually exclusive things. If you dialed down abilities, if you dialed down exotics, and you brought more gunplay, more gun skill expression, you would actually make the mode more competitive and more sweaty and less accessible to casual players who tend to lean on abilities and exotics that do help get gimme kills and 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 you know ease of use i think goes up a little bit on those things so we're we're getting mutually exclusive feedback which is sort of token for the destiny community give us a less competitive environment but they also want more gunplay and less ability spam right so the real question you see this feedback from the community you kind of see where the game is going the real question is what is the role of trials in the current destiny as well as the future destiny does a competitive mode 
even have a place in a game with an evolving space magic presence with more dark subclasses and powers on the horizon? Is there going to just continue to be less room on the table for trials getting edged out by the ever-increasing power and customization of the player base? That is the real question. What's the way forward? How does trials fit in the era that we're in now and the future era that Bungie is building. To be quite honest, I actually love the format of Trials. I think the 3v3 elimination mode on the right maps with the cards, the boons, the need to go flawless, the chess game of the supers, I think it's a great cocktail of the Destiny Crucible experience. You know, I I really do. I think it's such a great cocktail. I love it. I love shoutcasting it. I loved playing it with good players. It can be, I think, a wonderful mixture of trials. Now, Stasis may be coming in and disrupting that cocktail and that mixture. The more PvP-minded guys have been telling me they feel like the gun meta is actually... In a, in, a, in a pretty good place. It's, it's actually a very, it's one of the more balanced times that we've had in Destiny 2. They just feel that Stasis is kind of throwing things off. Well, here's the thing, all right? They're going to be adding more stuff like that, all right? The problem is, and the reason I'm struggling to see a future for Trials, is because the base game is shifting more and more into the space magic fantasy narrative with more customization and build crafting. It's making Trials feel like a fossil by default. It feels outdated. It feels like it doesn't fit. It, it's, it feels like it's ham-fisted into the game. Now, maybe the mode needs to harken back to the days of old. Do we need a classic Destiny feel to keep Trials pure and less out of place? It's starting to feel like a horse and buggy on the road. It's out of place. It's slow. It's needing to adapt or leave. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to fit with where we are presently, and they're not done. They're not even done with Stasis, and there's more Darkness subclasses on the horizon. I, for one, would love to see the format endure while the mode itself needs its own set of rules. I love the format, but the mode just doesn't seem to be squaring with the actual feel of the game. You also need the playlist full of players. As I already said in the middle of the video, that's a primary problem that they have to figure out. The Destiny community notoriously dislikes curated loadouts and forced weapon metas. So I don't necessarily know if you can start to edge out stasis and edge out exotics and powers and turn it into like a halo, a quasi-halo experience. But maybe Trials need something truly crazy to give it legs in a Destiny 2021 era. I just, I don't know if it's going to fit with where they want to take the game. I think the player base numbers will continue to dwindle if they can't figure out incentivization and, and accessibility as well as the, as the flawless loot truly being worth it. I think people would eat around sandbox issues, balancing issues, and stasis if it actually was an accessible full game mode with rewards both at the bottom and the top that seem to respect the player's time and enjoyment of the mode. So we're going to transition to Q&A. If you're a paying member, you can submit questions in the chat or the Discord. As always, if you're listening elsewhere and you want to see these live, come to sntrlive.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A that followed my talk about the state of trials in Destiny 2 Beyond Light. If you're listening to this as an audio podcast, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. Monday through Friday, we're usually doing these live streams and having great discussions. If you'd like to bookmark sntrnetwork.com, we'll have new features and subscription packages soon, as well as all of my content and shows, sntrnetwork.com. First question coming in from Filthy. 
Should adept weapons go back to a D1 style? Non-farmable fixed roll except for the last perk and an intrinsic perk. It guarantees that adept is always good and has a reasonable chance to be great. Doctrine was always good, but with counterbalance it was great. Let the farming exist with 357 wins and tokens. I don't know if I ever want to go this route ever again. I do think there is some wisdom in saying that, you know, RNG and god rolls can really really help. They can they can really really carry um, you know, engagement because you're going to keep going back. Now I say that, but I also say it should look a little bit different at the end. The chest at the end of the raid, that's basically how the chest of trials should look. Okay, so I think static rolls would be ultimately bad for engagement long term because once you have all the guns, you, you know, you're, you're kind of done, right? I also think a spectrum of rolls and RNG is good. Now, you could lower the perk pool the way they did with the raid guns in Garden of Salvation, you know, lower the perk pool and then bring in the intentionality that we have with the raid chest so that somebody can have a little bit more control and get the god roll that they're looking for within reason. I don't want to go back to static rolls. I don't want to go back to something that is a binary grind. You get it and then you're done. Um, I don't think that that was good for Escalation Protocol long term. I think Escalation Protocol would have gotten a lot more capital if I could have been grinding for a god roll shotgun, an Ikelos shotgun, a god roll Ikelos SMG. Uh... Again, I, I say this with some qualifiers, though. I'm saying this and also saying at the same time, y- you need to make sure the player has intentionality. You need to make sure that the player is is able to chase what they want and not feel sort of like, oh, I'm, just, I'm never, ever, ever going to get the, the role that I'm looking for. I, I do think there's a, there, there's, a, there's a happy medium here, okay? I think going off in one direction to binary drops, to to, to static drops, is the wrong decision. I think having a situation where somebody can go literally, you know, weeks and X number of flawless runs and never get the roll that they want is also not a good direction either, you know? Um, you know. Adept should be solid rolled weapons. Your replayability would come from grinding out your personal roll on the legendary versions if you think there's one better. Yeah, but then that means you're taking the higher skilled players and you're dumping them into the lower parts of the cards again. Um... I don't know. I, I I feel like that's I feel like that's another problem. Is it if you did that and then everybody's like, "Yep, I got my static roll. Now I'm going to go down and go for whatever roll I'm looking for uh, in the, in the lower half of the card." That I think is, you know, if that I think would ultimately hurt the bottom of the card again. Is the, the better players would go and get all of their adepts that are static, and then they would have less incentive to go flawless again. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I I think that, I think that that's one of the biggest problems with static roles is incentivate incentivization immediately breaks down almost immediately. You have it. Now what? Well, now you're going to low card farm for tokens. You're going to low card farm for roles. You're going to low card farm because those are easier games and you're going for montages. Um, I don't know. A very, very small few would lose replayability because of static rolled adepts? I don't think so. I, I, I think your best players would just start to filter down in the card and the playlist and not, and, and spend less time at games 5, 6, and 7. Um, and, and that becomes this giant barrier of entry. It's exactly what happened with low card farming. Um, so, you know, 
Now, maybe, maybe there's a happy middle ground here where your first drop of an adept is like a curated role that is good. It's solid. We all know it's solid. Everybody gets that curated role. And then after that, you bring in the raid the raid chest idea where they can keep going flawless and they can use that chest to get alternate versions of that gun. Do you see? You want you want those flawless teams to keep going up to the end. You don't want them filtering down and hanging out in games 3 to 5 and always resetting. You want to keep them on that back half of the card. You want them living in games 5, 6, and 7. You want them continuing to go flawless. So, I think the input of like, I need it to be a guaranteed good drop is is good input to like, man, you know how hard it is to go flawless? If your team finally scraped it together and finally went flawless and you get a garbage roll, that's, you know, that's a bit of a gut punch. But if you know, no questions asked, your first flawless run, you know, the week that it's the shotgun or the auto rifle, you know you're getting a solid roll. And then after that, you know, the player's the player's sentimentality and the player's opinion comes in. As long as they have to keep going flawless, I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Um, I, I definitely understand and agree with the idea that like getting a crappy roll on an adept should just not even be possible. Uh, especially considering how how difficult it is to even go flawless. Like It is one of the most difficult things in Destiny to do because there's a giant giant unknown it's not like dying and retrying a grandmaster nightfall or a raid there's the unknown of all of a sudden you know all of a sudden you go into a grandmaster or a raid and the ads are way better faster and more skilled than you and you're like what you know they're they're, they're always at their they're always at their their performance level never changes and yours can improve and adapt and trials you know all of a sudden you run into a stacked card and you just get absolutely shellacked like they live in the crucible um so I would I would say there's a happy medium here that could uh, that, that could potentially allow Bungie to ensure ensure that you don't get a piece of trash when you finally go flawless, but also ensure that you that you keep going flawless and that you keep uh, you know going up going up the echelon and uh, and. And, and living in the back half of the card. That's the main thing that Bungie has to focus on. Is it's it's a two-pronged approach. How do we get casuals to live in games one through three and feel like they're adequately rewarded and they want to keep coming back? How do we get the hardcore players to live on the back half of the card and feel like they're being adequately rewarded? Those are two questions that need to be answered in fundamentally different ways. They're just, they're completely different problems with completely different solutions, right? It, 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 it's just a very, very different approach. And I, I, I think they have completely swung and missed entirely. Adept weapons, no. What a snooze. Um, you know, and, and, and then the way that they structured the loot when it first dropped... It's like, did you have anybody check this over? Because we read the blog post and in 60 seconds we predicted low card farming, you know? So, next question from Hitman. Lono, they had a well-liked and well-working system in D1. Why do they ignore its D1 success? If they brought back this system, wouldn't that motivate a larger audience to broaden the player pool? There is something about Bungie that I actually find 
uh, annoying. And that is a stubbornness to just do what worked, right? They don't want to go backwards on the weapon system. They don't want to go backwards on the trial system. It has to be iterated upon and changed, and they got to, like, put their spin on it. It's like if you've ever worked in, in, a, in, a, in a, a corporate environment and the new manager comes in and the new manager has to flex their authority so they make a bunch of unnecessary changes just to make sure you know they're in charge they're unnecessary sometimes they're impractical sometimes they change processes just because they think that it'll be better it's like that scene in the office where, where, where Will Ferrell um doesn't want the receptionist to say her name to just say Dunder Mifflin how may I help you and the old way was Dunder Mifflin this is this is Aaron you know how may I help you and so he's insisting that she drop that and obviously Michael Scott's still around and Michael Scott's like just do it the old way and she kind of like freezes and doesn't know what to do that's kind of what this starts to feel like it's like it's a new destiny so we have to make it different we have to change certain things instead of just doing what we know works just you should be dumping tokens and weapons in the laps of people games one through three games one through five right because the true meat the true rewards should be in the flawless chest you are in a great position to be very generous on the lower parts of the card on the lower end of the trials card you're in a great position to be way more generous if you've got really really good weapons in the flawless chest right now the only way I engage in trials is if the three win card is something that I want and I'll continue for the foreseeable future especially with the new loot coming next season right sometimes the evolution of a game is just to go back to the basics do you know what I'm saying it's like they're philosophically opposed because they feel like that's going backwards it's like there are things in D1 that I think worked better the weapon system the trial system before rise of iron um, the rise of iron loot delivery uh, I'm sorry the iron banner loot delivery in rise of iron uh, they were you know the, the way that you w- were incentivized to play uh, iron banner during rise of iron those were all better rise of iron now not good the structure for trials not good the weapon system is still still being held back by double primary and the shadow that looms over it. So they've they've I I think they need to accept the fact that sometimes it actually is okay to go back and just pull out that recipe that works so well. One of the l- listen, listen. They have all the proof they need in the simple fact that the 3v3 elimination mode had to come back. It had to come back. Trials 3v3 elimination had to come back. They tried breakthrough, they tried lockdown, they've tried salvage, they've tried rift, they tried countdown. And what did Bungie learn? Just go back to the basics, man. That cocktail, that 3v3 elimination mode on the right maps is just a perfect cocktail. It's a great recipe. You know? It's a great recipe. You gotta you gotta get people, you know in the game and playing and there's some very basic you know very very basic recipes that just worked in d1 and stop being afraid of that it's like an insult to their innovation you tried all these game modes and failed just listen owning failure and doing what works is 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 one of the principles of business it's just like that didn't work 
Well, go back to your core competencies. Go back to what worked. Go back to the thing that 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 helped keep things, you know, keep things flowing and keep funnels full. I'm telling you, the current loot system could be better with a few minor tweaks, like better token payout, a daily bounty that provides a reward, token pool uh, only being limited to rewards available that week. Right. That, that That's one of the things I think people need to understand is that it, it, they could make a few tweaks to where you're getting lots of tokens, rewards, and guns on the bottom half of the card, and then you just flip it. You get to the back half of the card, and it gets way better, and then the flawless rewards need to be amazing. Really sought after. The Mandalorian's a good example of going back to what's working. That's exactly right. You don't need to evolve and do all this extra flashy stuff. Just go back to what works. You know, a gritty, a gritty old story. You know what I mean? So. No, you're you're good, Dad Rifles. No sweat, no sweat, no sweat. Here's my biggest gripe and frustration that sometimes turns into anger. Bungie does exactly what you're saying. They try to reinvent the wheel with things that don't need fixing. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. There is nothing more frustrating in software design than when I go to use an app or a program or a piece of software or a website and they're like, look at all this stuff we changed. And I'm like, I don't care about any of that. I just want to go and check my balance. I just want to go and do this thing. This is what I do. This is how I use your software. And there's nothing worse than developers and game designers and software designers that are in love with change and innovation. It's like change and innovation are not synonymous with quality improvement. Sometimes they're the act, the exact opposite. Sometimes quality goes down because you're so in love with the idea of innovating and changing and reinventing stuff. It's like, just leave it be, you know, this is why, this is why coming back to the three V three elimination format was celebrated. The only reason people aren't rallying around trials is not because 3v3 elimination is a disliked game mode, it's because the loot structure and the way the cards flow is terrible. You know what I mean? It's like how Xbox does their home screen every three days with a new layout. Yeah, it's like, can you just pick a layout and stick with it? I don't know where anything is, dadgummit. The first time I booted up my new Xbox, I had no idea where anything was. I didn't know where my settings was. I didn't know any of it. I had no idea where anything was. It was super, super irritating. So it's like, it, they, they, they've got to, they've got to shake that idea. It's not automatically better just because you're changing it. You know, instead of changing things that are weak and not working, they screw up an entire game mode. For example, why not improve and reinvent and reinvent events? They're boring and yet they rarely change them. Right? Yeah, I agree. I agree quality of the loot is there the paths to obtain it are not and they killed the path because of low card farming right that's probably one of the things that gets lost in this discussion the raid guns are actually good they are the raid guns are actually good and the 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 principle behind it is not that oh the loot stinks it's the path to the loot is awful the minute they were like, hey, we're removing the win requirement so that you can spend your, your hard-earned tokens, but we're going to lower token payout. The minute they did that, I was like, y'all don't have a freaking clue what you're doing. Who is in charge? Who's in charge? It was like, we're going to open the door so more people can come in the building, but we're going to make it harder for you to get in the building. 
It's like, wait, what? I don't understand. It's like, it's like opening more doors so more people can get in the building, but still only having two people running the cashiers. It's like, great, more people can get in, but you're still bottlenecking me at the cashier. You know, you oh, we removed the win requirement. Cool, but we choked the currency. What? What are you doing? I don't understand. Their idea to fix the bottom half of the card was to make it less rewarding. Right, because they are too literal. Bounties are too much of a focus, Bungie. Everyone's living in a lost sector because bounties are the best way to level up. Their solution? They just lowered the XP payout on bounties. Like, that to them was the way to fix bounties. Uh, What? Too many people are low card farming and it's hurting trials and people are getting tokens and can't use them. So let's take away the win requirement, but let's make it less rewarding for people that are, you know, are struggling to get wins. It just doesn't make any sense. Generosity is not the enemy of engagement. It's the promoter of it. Generosity has never been the enemy of the engagement. Now, obviously, you can go to obscene levels of generosity, and that would be the enemy of, the en- of, of engagement. Hey, come play one game of Trials and you get a full armor set and all the guns. Well, that's an obscene level of generosity. That would hurt engagement. Most of the time, the generosity that people are asking for would not harm engagement. You know what I mean? How many people were legit struggling to get a single win? I mean, I, I don't know. There... I think removing the win requirement was a good decision, Eugene. It was. Because sometimes, man, you just get in a bad rut. You play six or seven games in a row and you just cannot cut up. You cannot get a break, right? But if you know, if you know the entire time you're doing that, you're getting tokens and can spend those tokens, you know, I I, I think that that now, oh, people are going to AFK or throw. I mean, you can't legislate to that. People are going to do that. You know, I Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You want those players in there. You do. You want that poor dude that just can't bag a win. You want him in there. You want him in the playlist and feeling it's well worth his time. If you could make people feel like going into the trials playlist and never bagging a win, that you've won you've won the lottery if you can get those people to go in there and continue to play if they stay motivated if they stay at it you know you've won if you can get them in there who cares if people throw it's a free win sign me up right I mean I don't care if people throw or do AFK they're going to be the minority a lot of people are not going to do that you know what I mean so I I the, the goal, again, is to get players A through Z to jump into trials and feel like it's well worth their time. That's what you want. So you want the guy who literally can't find his thumbs without looking at them, and then you want the guy that's doing, like, 180 flip montages. You want all those people in there. You want all those people in there. That's how you get rid of this sense of I'm only running into sweats. I'm only running into recoveries. I'm only running into, you know, bots, cheaters. That's all of that entire sense and that entire feeling is going to go down and be very, very mitigated if you could just fill the dadgum player pool with people. That's it. 
Filthy with the next question. With all roaming supers, ability uptime ETC, should trials be changed to a mode more akin to the current survival playlist? In my opinion, survival plays much better. Nah, you're never ever going to convince me that 3v3 elimination on these nice smaller maps with with the need to go flawless and the boons, you're never going to convince me that this is not the best this is the best the absolute best cocktail for competitive destiny i love it i think it's so great it's this little ad hoc tourney feel i i I love it i love it and and a lot of the time survival is literally just playing numbers playing lives it's awful they get a lead and they and they're gonna sit right they'll get a couple good picks and they're just gonna sit it's it doesn't it doesn't it would not flow well it would you would literally lose because they got two or three picks and then they just sit on freaking corners and wait and there's the what are you going to do wait on your super to unearth them well they're going to get theirs faster so i don't know pretty sure the blueberries i get matched with in strikes don't even have thumbs they just smack their forehead on the controller repeatedly (laughs) so Listen, if you think if you think survival's great, man, good for you. I don't think it would be good for trials. I think I think it's I think survival the reason they came back to survival is because they tried all these different iterations and they just couldn't get it right. 3v3 elims just got a really really nice feel. It does. It just it's a sec- it's a secret sauce recipe. Sometimes you just get the secret sauce recipe right. You just do. You get it on that first shot. They 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 throwed out they they threw this idea out they throwed they threw this idea out in House of Wolves and it just stuck people were like oh this is good this is nice it just there was something there was something about it that just hooked folks and every time they've tried to deviate from it it hasn't worked countdown breakthrough you know um, lockdown salvage I mean. I actually thought Countdown had elements that were good because it was basically it was basically Search and Destroy and I think Search and Destroy as a game mode does have a simple you know a simplicity to it there's a simple wisdom to it that just works um I think Countdown had something there that was nice but the problem with Countdown was it was literally in a double primary sandbox and it was on crappy maps so like if you put countdown on some good maps and in in the 3v3 and because i don't think 4v4 was good either 3v3 countdown on better maps in this sandbox it might be pretty saucy might be pretty fun um i think it was a terrible sandbox and bad maps i think they were like linear flat overwatch maps i i just yeah i don't think it i don't think it worked and again i think there's a simplicity and a brilliance to countdown you know there's a simplicity and a brilliance to Countdown. It, 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 it works. Countdown's problem was that it was Elim. Why play objective when you can just wipe the other team? Because the objective automatically puts pressure on the other team. You, that's the brilliance of Countdown. You, if you just go strictly Elim, you're throwing away leverage that you can, you can easily, easily use. Maybe it would need to stay 4v4. It might need to stay 4v4. You send two here, you send two there. And the other team is wondering, are, are they actually going to try to plant 
Because if they do, we got to make sure and cover all angles. Because if they plant, all pressure's on us now. The exchange of pressure and leverage in Countdown and Search and Destroy is actually, there's a simplistic beauty to that mode. But a crappy double primary meta and not so great maps just made that game mode super unappealing. Countdown made sense because you could play it as only elimination, but it can force objectives and make people to have to actually push. Exactly, exactly. I liked, I liked the strategy give and take chess, chess game of uh, of Countdown. I do. I thought there was something. There was there was something there. There was there was something special there. It just it didn't get off the ground because trials of the nine and the maps and the meta everyone thinks back and is just like ooh puke what a terrible mode what a terrible time um and to a certain extent it's understandable it is uh underscore underscore perfect username do you think trials should have guns with damage or handling perks for flawless runs and armor with decent perks for three to five wins I mean it, it I don't want to get down into the minutia of like what type of perks they should use, you know, because that just gets too specific. I don't, I don't like, I don't like to dig in too much on stuff like this. Cause it gets, you get into, you get into the unknown. I think there is a natural intrinsic ceiling on all weapons in crucible. And that natural ceiling is because there is only time to kill to be considered. How fast can this gun kill a guardian? That's it. That's the ceiling. So, weapons should be built in response to and in relation to that ceiling. However you get there doesn't matter. Perks, mods, adept properties, doesn't matter. Everything is designed with that ceiling in mind. Trials weapons, even non-adept, should be in in an upper in an upper hemisphere, and then right above them should be the adept versions. But again, but you can't again you can't make a weapon that breaks that ceiling or even touches it because the minute you do that, you're 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 doing a rich get richer scenario. You got to be super super careful. It's the idea of. Oh, you went flawless and got that gun. That gun's two tapping, and now it's easier for you to win. It's a rich get richer scenario. On home, there was a there was a game called Homefront. It's 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 player versus player environment was horrendously stupid. Thanks, Mama. It was so dumb. Like if you got three kills, your your gun did more damage, and when you got the five kills, you you had more health. You turned anybody on a kill streak into Godzilla. They were unkillable. They were stronger than you. It was like the old Quake. It was like the old Quake 3 route runs that people would do, and then they're unkillable. They have all the weapons, they have all the armor, they have the quad damage, and you just spawned with 100 health and a machine gun. You're dead before you even move. Do you see? So, like th- there is a rich get richer scenario that they have to be cognizant of and protective about. But I, I, I think it's unlikely they're going to design weapons that do that, that create that sense. Do you not think Destiny needs some of the rich get richer? Uh, almost every MMO has that. The better you are, the better gear you get. The difference is they siphon you off by rank. Well, to a certain extent, that that, that was true of the adept weapons in, in Destiny 1. You know, intrinsic celerity 
you know, the weapons were arguably um, better. You know, they were arguably better. And, you know, it, it, you could have said low-key rich get richer. But again, there's a, there's a natural ceiling that keeps it from becoming absurd. You can't hand somebody a hand cannon for going flawless that's two-tapping. Yeah, I got a kill, it procced this perk, and now I'm two-tapping. So they get the first guy, bip, bip, second guy, bip, bip, third guy. Wow, I'm a one-man army. Like, you can't do that, right? You can't you can't tip the scales. The scales can lean a little bit, but you can't, like, tip the scales. And here's the thing. I don't think they would ever do that. Like, there's no way they're going to hand somebody a weapon that's literally breaking time to kill in, in combat rhythms. I feel like right now we don't have an endgame or loot incentive for hardcore. Everyone can get everything and it's almost all the same. There's no real incentive to do it. Right, the chasm of difference between best-in-class weapons in Trials Adept or best-in-class weapons in the raid, the difference between them is too small. I, I, I will readily admit that. Adept Trials weapons didn't go far enough. They played it safe. I said that in my Adept weapons video. And the, and the raid weapons. I, I'm, I, I shredded those raid weapons. I, I called them boring. That video, um, I don't think it, I don't think it actually, sadly, I don't think it did that well. I don't think it was one of my, uh, no, it did okay. Destiny 2 raid guns are boring. It got a one and a half thousand, you know, views on the upload channel. And that's actually pretty good. Anything over 1k over there is, is what we're hoping to get, you know? Um, so the, 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 the end game right now, I, I just, they have to find a way to put a bird on it, you know, like in like in that show, put a bird on it, put a bird on it. There has to be something that clearly we can see. There's a bird on it. If I go into the end game, if I get this loot, it's clearly better, cooler, shinier, whatever. And they're still struggling to do that. I just think they're playing it safe. Um, I played trials, helped a few friends get an astro or two, and then I logged out. I think people would feel differently if they would have swung harder at these adept weapons. I do. I think people would feel differently. Ashen. Does Trials currently add any value to the game? Personally, I feel their efforts would be better spent taking Trials loot and putting it in the actual Crucible. Like you said, Trials just doesn't belong anymore and it's free to play, so they could remove it easily. Here's the interesting thing, is Trials is what PvP is getting as an update, right? That's PvP's update. Like, is PvP going to get any loot, any updates, anything? Yeah, it's Trials, and you're getting more next season. And the player base numbers for Trials, I think, add some credence to what Ashen is saying. Now, wouldn't this, wouldn't all these weapons be better spent out in the actual general pool of the Crucible? And creating a reason to log in daily and weekly and seasonally, you know? Now, again... What you're saying and what I'm I've been saying, they're kind of in a similar boat. Make trial super accessible, fill that funnel with most of the community, the more casuals, the mid lane players, the, the, the bad players. If you get them to go in there and play, then that's basically what you're saying. You're you are you are reinvigorating Crucible. And it's only on the weekends, but still. So, you know, I don't necessarily know if you just remove it all together. I, I think that's unfortunate. That's why at the end of my, my talk here, down here, I said, um, 
you know, what's the way forward? I said, to be quite honest, I love the format of trials. And then my conclusion is, I would love to see the format endure while the mode itself needs maybe its own set of rules, its own area, its own playground, something. I don't know. But I love the trials format and don't want it to go away. I would love to see them sort this out, iterate on it. Um, and, and, and make it a, make it a better extension and a better funnel and a better arm of the crucible because right now it 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 does seem like what you're saying it doesn't seem like it's worth uh the effort it it really really doesn't robert jones do you think the lack of playing is mainly due to lack of loot the adept weapons aren't much different than the regular weapons and the loot pool hasn't changed people already have the loot if okay so let's say your theory is correct we'll have our we'll have our answer uh in a couple of months when they completely update the trials loop pool with new armor and guns you'll know you'll know you know because this is certainly a part of it people could be like dude i low card farm for you know a couple weeks back in the day got what i want you know what i mean i'm out of here you know i don't i don't i don't really care you know i'm not playing and like you're saying, you know, the adept versions aren't good enough. So we'll know next season. As soon as we get into the and, and soon as we get into the new season, you'll know. You'll know if they if they reinvigorated that audience. That you know, oh wow, look at the numbers. Oh wow, look how many people are playing. Um, you know, they're. I this is again. This is why I want the mode to endure. I think it's a good mode. I do. I think it's a good. It's a good. Um, it's a good tip of the pyramid, you know? Um, if I, I've always said this, man, if they can't get the crucible, right, if they can't get the crucible, something that's enjoyable and endures and, and is, and is well worth spending your time in. That just is so sad. It's so, so sad because they're the gun handling and the maps and the fights and stuff. It, 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 it really, really does. It really, really does have such a good feel. It has such a good vibe and such a good look. It'd be a shame for them to never get it right. You know, the shooting in Destiny, the the the, the, the way the Crucible feels, it, I don't know. There's, there's something special. There really is something special about it. And I, I always, I've always been in the corner of it. I've always been in the corner of it because of that. Um, uh greg says this is a different greg is it finally time to open up trials with the solo queue playlist man i just don't know if this is the answer dude i don't all i think this would do is siphon a bunch of players out of the already dwindling player base and people would be like well that's that's the sweaty trials playlist me and my buddies are just going to solo queue. We're going to go over here to the casual trials playlist. Um, I, I don't, I just don't know. I, I don't see this working. I've looked at this from every angle I could to be like, am I considering this? Right? Am I giving this a fair shake? And I just don't think you could do a solo queue playlist. The playlist is already hurting for numbers and you would siphon off so many teams that are still going in there and still keeping some of the some of it padded and they'd be like I'm just going to solo queue. Now, if you wanted to add matchmaking so you could just go in as a solo player, get randomly thrown on a team and you're going to be in there against stacks, 
I also think that's a that's a dilemma and a problem. That's a, that's a dilemma and a problem because you you basically run the risk of diluting the game mode and cheapening the experience. You'd have so many teams just getting absolutely run over and decimated because they're just no mic no mic match made teams. I just I don't know, man. I, I I see it I see it as just always bringing more harm than good. But Lono, more people would go in there, more people would play. I I just I don't know. I I feel like there's a better way to fill the funnel. Let me say it this way: what you're saying, not a solo queue playlist, just matchmaking. Okay, just matchmaking. You are right. It would fill the funnel. I happen to think there are better ways to fill the funnel. I happen to think there are better ways to fill the funnel, and that to me would would be would be the biggest difference. Um, so I, it just, you know, whenever, whenever I look at it, whenever I look at it, I, I've always thought that there's a recipe to fill the funnel and that's not it. Um, they're, they're, they're literally, that's just a mathematical solution. That's not nuanced. That's not thoughtful. Just here's matchmaking. Leave us alone. They would only get decimated on the lower cards. They would not get high in the cards anyway. I just feel like all that would do is create this lower echelon, this lower echelon of, of cannon fodder. Um, it, I don't know. I just, to me, to me, it would, it would, it would dilute the playlist. It would harm the playlist. Um, why would solo queue be easier? You still have to go flawless. Well, because solo queue would only be solo queue players, so you would have a bunch of sweaties going in there and randomly ending up on the same teams, and then they would just fly to the lighthouse. You'd have levers, you'd have griefers, right? I just, yeah. I always hate to shoot down something that I know would would help people play, but I'm like, this is not good. This wouldn't be good, man. It wouldn't be good. It's one of those things where it's like, be careful what you wish for. You know, you ask for certain things and they just are ultimately not good for the content and the experience and the, and the, and the playlist. You would, you should strive for them. This is like the skill-based matchmaking discussion. (laughs) It's like, stop asking for skill-based matchmaking. It's, it's a bad solution to an existing problem. The solution is ranked and unranked. A truly well-functioning, robust, nuanced, well-designed, ranked and unranked system is the solution. So stop asking for a garbage solution. Skill-based matchmaking is not a solution, right? It's This is the same thing here. Filling the funnel of trials with lots of players, the solution is not matchmaking. The solution is a, th- a more thoughtful playlist and a better way of treating people. I, I, I think I think you're asking for the 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 easy answer. You're asking for the easy answer, and you're and it would ultimately harm the playlist. Um, I'm confused. Bad players will be bad in pre-mades too, though. Right? You want the mode to still be get a team, come and play. Get a team, come and play. You want that to be the identity of the mode. 
and the it's fine to fill the funnel with casual mid lane or bad pre-made teams who feel like they're being properly rewarded as opposed to just just flooding the playlist with trash think about it this way have you played among us through the matchmaking there, there are all kind of things about this on Reddit about le- people who immediately leave because they're not the um, they immediately leave because they're not the uh, the imposter and they'll cheat or they'll rage quit or whatever right they, and so they're not helping they just bail do you many people would just rage quit after like two rounds like you guys suck I'm out and they leave and then all of a sudden you're like wow this matchmaking experience is wonderful I, I think, like I said, I think there are better ways to respect the integrity of the mode and keep the playlist flowing, and it's not matchmaking, and it's not solo queue. Solo queue would fragment the player base, and matchmaking would just lead to all kind of nonsense going on. Uh, next question from Andrew Carrera. As a former Halo kid turned Destiny player, I really think Trials could go away and we'd flourish with a robust comp playlist akin to Halos with different rewards per rank. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with you. If you came out with a really good ranked and unranked system with really good rewards and really and really good uh, incentives to go the distance, you probably could drop trials. But that's a giant if. That's a giant if. You got to do so much to get there. I just don't think Bungie. I do not think Bungie is interested in doing an actually good ranked unranked system. They've they've they don't have any interest in it. Truth be told, trials is basically their trials is basically their answer. It's like it's that's their attempt at like here here's an ad hoc tournament system that basically puts you against people that should get harder and harder and more competitive as you go on. You know, the higher you go up on the card. I think the Lono, it's one of those things that I feel needs turned on at least for a while to see just to see what happens. You got to be so so careful with games, communities, and stuff, and, and features like that, because you add it, and then if you take it away, people gonna be mad, dude. You're going, you're gonna, you're gonna cause a bunch of disruption. Um, I, you know, this is why I ultimately asked, like, I asked this question with the way that Destiny is going. You know, the current ethos that we're in now, and the future ethos where they're taking us. Does Trials fit? Do they need to do something to Trials? Does Trials need to have its own rules, its own setup, its own settings, its own thing, so that the evolution of the game doesn't affect it, it stays pure, it stays protected? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The chaos seems to be a threat to the mode's integrity, and Bungie doesn't seem to understand how to incentivize people to go in there. So, I, you know, I don't know. Um... Uh, Andrew Carrera with another question the issue right now is that we have two different comp playlists with no real incentive to either they need to go all in on trials or comp and it really creates features around it like Halo had alright here's here's my thought on this alright trials is like you know it's soon to have its match in Grandmaster Nightfalls because eventually there's going to be adept weapons you can get only in Grandmaster Nightfalls so if trials has its match in Grandmaster Nightfalls then then you need to say that Grandmaster Nightfall's getting rewards and getting loot doesn't mean that the strike playlist should be ignored. That's stupid. 
That doesn't make any sense to me. Right? The existence of trials and loot and loot incentive and adept weapons and armor and trials doesn't mean that the core playlist of the Crucible should just be freaking ignored. You know what I mean? It's, to me, it's like, you're, you're, you can't, you can't do that. Like, trials and grandmasters need to be all the way, all the way off on their own thing, they're their own animal, and it doesn't give them, like, this, oh yeah, we don't have to put loot in the main playlists anymore. So acting like, you know, these other ones don't have any incentive, you know, going on on trials or cup, no, 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 trials needs to be its own team, its own system, they're managing it, quality of life, loot incentive, and and all the rest. All of that should be its own engine. And then the main core playlist, whether it's comp or non-comp or strikes, there just needs to be a reason to do those things. Seasonal rewards, seasonal ranks, things like that. Like, I said for uh, the Vanguard, they should have honor and prestige. And you level up your honor by playing the strike playlist, and you level up your prestige whenever you're doing nightfalls. And while you're running nightfalls, both your prestige and your honor are going up. Same way they do with the Crucible. When you're running comp, you get the valor and the glory at the same time. Okay? Now, what you do is you give uh, an overarching seasonal rank that's tied to these things, and contributing to that seasonal rank gives you seasonal perks, benefits, loot unlocks, cosmetics, and then at the end of the season, if you hit max rank, there's like ship sparrow ghost shader, blah blah blah, and then that gives you the sense of like, yep, I invested in this playlist, I got all these things, and then boom, it resets for next season, new stuff. If if you're gonna if you want to reinvigorate the core playlist, I think that's how you do it. I need a reason. And so does the Crucible crowd. We need a reason to log in and play day-to-day, week-to-week, season-to-season. And right now, there's none. There is literally none. You do it for the power, and the only reason you're doing it for the power is for, I guess, higher-level content, raids, and all of the rest. And that's the only reason you're going in there. It's pure power exchange. You have no other reason to go in. That's it. So if they want to reinvigorate core playlist, I think they can, and I think they have the formula. Trials and comp and non-comp, they're not even in contention in my book. Just like Grandmaster Nightfalls, getting loot and getting incentives to go run them, that's not even in contention with strikes. The strike playlist should have its own form of reinvigoration every three months. A reason to go in and play, a reason to go in and grind. It's the meat and potatoes, destiny content, and it needs to be reinvigorated. It's as simple as that. Underscore, underscore, with the next question. Do you think that they should put the factions back in and have them give faction-themed rewards uh, for how well you'll do in Trials? I mean, this feels very ham-fisted. I don't see a reason to bring factions back and attach them to Trials. Factions could come back and be their own thing. I think seasonally, you should pick a faction. If you have three characters, you can pick all three. And throughout that season, you're ranking up and you're leveling them up and you're getting some cool decorative things maybe uh, ornaments for your guns uh, ornamental sets for your armor so they could they could iterate on the the decal system right and anytime you get a priming gram uh, I think this is beer pie's idea I don't know where he's been um, since everything happened beer pie was like you should be able to take your priming gram to the faction and then it spits out one of their items like a gun or an armor piece or something um, and the factions should have the same three three weapons. 
it's just wherever you get them determines what they look like so you can get the hand cannon and I can get the hand cannon but mine's got dead orbit stuff on it and yours has got new monarchy stuff on it like that to me is how you bring back factions it's something that I pick I set my allegiance it's out of sight out of mind they're kind of leveling up they're kind of doing their thing Um, you don't need to do faction rally you don't need to do a competition it's literally something that you do to distinguish yourself your allegiance or whatever and you're going after like I want that dead orbit ship I want that future war cult you know uh, sparrow and then that gives you this sense of this is who I've, I've pledged to and I'm getting rewards throughout the season from them you know hey they got some they got some potential good roles on that new SMG yeah I'm gonna get it from dead orbit I love the way it looks over there you know so you're, you're primarily playing on your character who's dead orbit. The obelisk system, I think, would pay them so many dividends of daily interaction if, like, you had that, that system, that, that obelisk system at the NPCs or the factions, where as you play, that those things are leveling up and you're getting perks and benefits. It's giving you that sense of, like, I, I want to log in and do it, and you attach it to loot, and cosmetics, not just one or the other. You can kind of do both, you know. That is, that's how I would do it. And then the beauty of that is, you've now created a machine, and you just feed the machine a couple of new things every season. Here's a couple of new weapons for Vanguard Crucible Gambit. Okay, and here are the faction weapons. It's the same three weapons; they just look different according to where you get them. Here's some ornamental, you know, armor pieces or whatever. Look, they could start out and do it really, really easily. They could literally make it to where you could earn the faction armor from the past as ornamental sets. Like, they could even do a reskin reissue. So what? It's going to save you the trouble of transmogging it all. You know? That's a machine. Those are three machines they could refill regularly. You know, you got the main main hopper, you know, the main hopper NPCs, Crucible, Vanguard, Gambit, and then you got the factions, and then the third one is just whatever the seasonal content that gets added. There's all kind of different sets and things to chase. Look, if they're wanting to add more guns, I, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to win anybody any you're not going to win any favor from the community if you're like, "Hey, we added more guns because of our reward team increasing." And you just dump a bunch of junk in the playlist as random drops or in the world loot pool. That's not an answer. No. It's always got to be a both and. You got to hit the quantity and you got to hit the quality. Thank you for adding all of the guns and also thank you for adding good loot logistics so I can pursue those guns in particular ways. Like that you can't just do one without the other. Gritter. Trials comp weapons as rewards, but when they drop in trials, their infusion cap is pushed out. If you go flawless, you get an exotic version since they have no infusion cap. Infusion uh, infusion cap versions are still purchasable at the tower. Casuals can't take their version into the end game. I feel I don't I don't feel like this is a, is a solution, Gritter, because no one's going to want to disrupt their loadout with an exotic like that how just because you can just because you can continually infuse it doesn't mean i'm going to care 
you know, and you're kind of invalidating the entire reason to do sunsetting. If there's some really strong weapon that that they want to have, like, okay, it has like a a year, or it's kind of part of the meta and it's kind of running the show in the crucible. You know, you don't want to let people get around that with an an unlimited infusion cap because it's like an exotic. Um, and also, then you're creating a new class of weapon. You're creating exotics that are not exotic. They're exotics, but they're only exotics because their infusion cap is isn't static. It keeps going up. It keeps increasing. I just I don't I don't think that's I don't think it's a system that that would ultimately work um, for for a very it, I I don't know that feels kind of like from the ground up I feel like that that's got flaws. I think the comp weapons have ruined people's expectations of crucible weapons. I mean. To a certain extent, I do think weapons like the 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 Luna's Howl and the Mountaintop. It's they over. There's a period in Destiny 2's you know history where they definitely overswung. They 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 went they went super far and they and they gave us so much power and now people are kind of thinking to themselves that nothing ever, you know, nothing's ever like going to measure up. Everything's everything's going to kind of feel um everything feels kind of weak in in relation. And you know, it it's like when people analyze how much content we get now. It's like well, you're never going to have another season of opulence because they lost developmental bandwidth. You're never going to have weapons that are at the recluse mountaintop Luna's Howl level because they were they they were too disruptive as weapons. Um It's like letting someone eat a ribeye for the first time, but afterwards you say from now on you can only eat sirloin. That person will always say that no other state can measure up. That's precisely right, you know? I love Forsaken, but we are still feeling the sandbox ramification of them swinging too hard on the power fantasy direction. I 100% agree with you. Wheezy, Gritter, and Distorted all said essentially the same thing. It's just never going to live up. It's always going to feel like it was so much better back then. And do you know what my ultimate conclusion is? If you watch my raid weapon video or my de- adept weapon video, just go for it. Like, do it. Don't play it safe. Make the weapons crazy. Make them kind of stupid and silly. And you know what? In nine or ten months, in six months, nerf them and do it again. I know that sounds so dumb. That sounds so ri- ridiculous. But wouldn't that be better than getting a bunch of safe, boring weapons every three months, every year? Here's some more boring, safe, damage reload weapons. No, go a little crazy. Go a little wild. Let them run amok, and then you shave them back. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not like they're doing that to make money. Like, oh yeah, you got to buy these really strong weapons, and then once we make our money off of them, then we're gonna nerf them. No. They, they they have more to lose by not trying than if they just keep playing it too safe. That's what I mean. Like, there's... It would be better to have everybody talking right now about how ridiculous the adept weapons are. Do you want to know why? I bet you the numbers would go up. More people would be in trials because the rumors would spread, the videos would get made, the tweets would go out. These weapons are freaking nuts and everybody would be trying to go flawless. And then, everybody's going to complain in a year when you nerf them. You're disrespecting our grind, Bungie. No! that That's fine. That's fine. Do it again. Go a little wild. Go a little crazy. Do it with the raid weapons. 
there's there's more to gain and more excitement and more conversations and debates to be had if you go a little crazy that's why I'm not burned out I'm bored people like you sound burned out Lono no I'm bored man you gotta put the wild and crazy thing in there we are two wild and crazy guys that kind of dates me a little bit maybe dates my dad more than me but you got to drop something in the game that gets us talking what was everybody talking about in this season the lament the lament is what everybody was talking about me to me they were coming to me and be like well you got to get the lament you got to get the lament and the exotic sniper and then the and then the necrotic grips combined with thorn those are the most common things that were brought up and then the cold front with dragonfly Nobody is coming in here and being like, I can't believe, Lono, you're not going for god roll raid weapons. I can't believe you're not trying to get those adept trials weapons. Nobody's doing that. But people are coming to me like, Lono, you gotta get that, you gotta get that lament. Come on, dude. It's so worth it, man. Lono, you gotta try and get that sniper, man. Cloud Strike, you gotta get that sniper, Lono. Lono, you gotta get those necrotics with the thorn. You got to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you... you <laughs> That's what people are talking about. Nobody is telling me that about a death weapons. Nobody is talking to me. The recluse is another great example. Everybody can be like, Lono, you've got to go for the recluse. It's too good to not go for in PvE, Lono. You gotta go get it. And so I did. I had a I had a, a crucible streamer that was like, dude, I'll I'll yank you through the crucible. No problem. And we did it in like two afternoons. It was absurd. Right? I don't think we'll get another recluse. I, I I literally think I need to make a video that says we need another recluse. Like, that's the video. We need another recluse. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're stupid, you're an idiot, you know what you're talking about. No. We we need we need that spice. We need people to all be talking about and all chasing. There has to be those those defining weapons there have to be those weapons that we all know were a little too spicy when i had skull of the dire ahamkara on pre-nerf i laughed i played it was fun i actually played reckoning why it was fun and i laughed the whole time saying this is gonna get nerfed this is absurd like, there's not this idyllic version of Destiny where everything's balanced, tweaked, honed in, and yes, this is the best version of Destiny. No! The best version of Destiny is where I'm blowing stuff up and laughing while doing it, knowing I'm using something that's kind of crazy. Like the Lament. Like the Necrotic Grip combo with Thorn. Like the uh, like the Cloud Strike. You're like, this is kind of silly, this is kind of broken, this is kind of obscene, you know? That's the; those are the most memorable, uh, you know, things. Or yeah, or do something cool. That's the other angle. Yeah, loaded question. You say that, and then you come back and make a video saying it needs to be nerfed. Yeah, yeah, I would. After a while, it does need to be nerfed. Yes, that's what sunsetting was designed to do. Sunsetting was designed to let a weapon like that rise to the surface and then get shoved off the table. But they're not doing that. They instituted sunsetting and everything that's supposed to rise up on the table to be like, oh, everybody go get this. They're all boring. It's all boring. I said Skull of the Dire Ahamkara needed nerfed like 
the second day I was using it, right? That didn't mean that it wasn't fun. It didn't mean that there can't be moments like that. You, you know, after six months or so, yeah, it needs to be addressed. You know, knock that thing down a peg. Recluse was still totally fine and usable. So was Ikela's shotgun. Not quite as memorable, not quite as spicy, but they were still totally fine weapons. You let them, you let them kind of have their day in the sun. Which is better? Periodically having some shades of color that are way too bright, and wow, this is kind of overwhelming the, the, the meta, and wow, everybody's using this. Is that better, or is a bunch of gray beige khakis better? It's like everybody's, it's like no, none of the weapons feel very, you know, distinguished from each other. Now, listen, I know in Crucible, it's a different conversation. Having lots of different options and lots of different primaries that can land on the field of battle, that is, I, I do. I do think that is that is a different discussion entirely. They did it with guillotine, right? They let guillotine go nuts for a season, and then they and then they hemmed it back in. They're like, all right, all right, all right, all right, okay, 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 guillotine, you uh, you had your fun. Now come on, now you gotta you gotta get out of here. And I don't care. Is anybody mad that they did that? Come on. Who's mad that they did that? They let you have a blast with the guillotine for an entire season. And then we all knew it was coming and they did it. Why not just accept that that's what they're going to do? They're going to periodically drop spice in the game and then they're going to have to like, okay, we got to we got to push this back a little bit. Isn't that fun? I think that's fun. I don't know. It was like oppressive darkness. I don't necessarily think the artifact has landed properly, but oppressive darkness was fun. It was like use it lean into demolitionist lean into um breach refractor get your crazy grenade damage uh, uh get your crazy uh crazy grenade uptime up and constantly throw an oppressive darkness grenade it was fun i'd be mad if we didn't still have the laments or if the guillotine didn't still melt no 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 no, no. swords are in a great spot they swords are still in a great spot even if you don't use guillotines a, a, a well-rolled sword is actually a great weapon it's a great heavy weapon in the right circumstances guillotine was just obscene haha <laughs> rhymes like and I think that's okay I do and sure enough Lono is going to come at the end of a season and be like alright guys you better prepare these are the weapons these are the things that are likely to see a nerf next season they just they rose a little too high you know Icarus got a little too close to the sun this thing's going to have to go you know get, get chopped down a little bit I, you know what I'm saying I, I don't know I, I, uh, I think this, this sounds so weird to come to this epiphany, but I think that's the destiny magic. The magic of something crazy landing. Everybody chases it. Everybody wants it. Everybody's making videos about it. And then eventually, after a while, we're all like, all right, you got to nerf this thing. This thing's kind of cray. And the new thing drops. And we're like, yay, let's go get the new thing. Like, that is the weird destiny goldfish memory magic like that's it the the, the short-term memory goldfish of we keep we just we just keep chasing the new hotness and i agree with what sigmund is saying and i don't believe they nerf these things into the ground guillotine the guillotine the recluse the ikelos shotgun are all weapons that got so close to the sun and then they got then they got they got trimmed back and they're still fully fully functioning, well worth using weapons if you want to. Recluse, Ikelos Shotgun, uh, and, and even I would even say Mountaintop. They're all fine. They, they're still fine. 
they nerfed them, they didn't kill them. And I think that's what we always think. We're like, we we think nerfing is synonymous with killing it. Yeah, it's dead. No, guillotine's fine too. Guillotine's not dead. Swords in general are in a great spot. A lot of risk, a lot of reward. You know? Destiny's at its best when there's something broken to chase. That's right. And then, they have to nerf it later. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. It seems so stupid, but... I think it's so much better than where we are right now. A bunch of just boring snooze fest, never will be needed to be nerfed weapons. Isn't it more fun to be like, can you believe this is in the game? This is nuts. I can't believe they let us have this. This is insane. This is so crazy. And then everybody wants it. And then deep down, we all know it's going to get a nerf. We all knew guillotine was going to get chopped. No pun intended. We all knew it was coming. Okay. Right now. No. Most of the time, Bungie nerfs something, it does die. I don't think that's true. No. Whisper's still fine. Uh, Izanagi's is still fine. Uh, Wardcliffe is still fine in the right circumstances. 1K Voices and Anarchy are still fine. Um, Sleeper, I think Sleeper is actually kind of the exception. A lot of a lot of the exotics that have been have been trimmed back, they did not kill them. They they work perfectly fine in the right circumstances. Whisper is and and a in a in a handful of others. Sleeper Sleeper is like I said, it's the outlier. It's the one that they just killed for some reason. And I don't know why. I don't know why they haven't dusted it off yet. You know? I, they're, I, I actually think their their record recently with nerfs is better. I think their record with nerfing weapons right now is better. Because you've got recluse, you got guillotine, you got mountaintop. You got plenty of guns that they've recently nerfed, and they're totally fine. Like, I, I, I really, really don't think they've murdered... I don't think they've murdered that many weapons. I think they have, and they shouldn't do that. But I don't want to make it seem like every time somebody... Every time Bungie touches something, they break it, destroy it, kill it. Mm, no. They've, they've done a, actually a good job recently. Rip Queenbreaker? I mean, come on. Were you ever... I was never going to take that into PvE. People were only taking it into Gambit because of its aim assist. It had, had, what, like triple the aim assist it was supposed to have? Yeah, the the ricocheting mechanic on Sleeper. You know what I'm saying? What about machine guns? I would say that they haven't been killed. They have a role that I think is stupid, but I don't think they've been killed. I don't know. I I think that... I, I think Xeno is fine. And then the rest of them need a slight buff, but I don't think they've been killed. They killed Sleeper. Agree. I'll agree with that one. I don't think they killed machine guns. They just made machine guns lose a battle that matters more often, which is raw DPS comparisons. Most of the time, that's what matters. Machine guns are showing up in a lot of different places, though. They're not completely dead. There are They, they are showing up in certain circumstances. Rockets have never been given anything, so I mean they didn't they didn't necessarily kill them. You know what I mean? I, I why, why am I using my heavy for ad clear? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? The raid LMG isn't all that bad. I'm actually hunting for a reconstruction rampage dragonfly. Yeah, I think machine guns are just lost because there is no mid ground. Like your heavy is basically just designed for damage. You know what I mean? Most people aren't going to pull out their heavy for ad clear. I mean, you might have somebody doing that in a Grandmaster Nightfall. 
um, outside of that, they they struggle. They struggle for footing, which maybe that's what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be more of a specialized heavy weapon that you use in certain circumstances. Um, Gilly says, should the perk pool of adept weapons be only the very best pvp and pve perks i would scrap a team together and shoot for flawless if i could get a god roll extended mag subsistence rampage summoner or a quick draw snapshot eye of soul yeah we talked about this a little bit earlier either shrinking the perk pool or making your first drop you know a guaranteed really good curated roll i actually like the idea of shrinking the perk pool though it's like when they did that for garden of salvation i don't know did they do that for the raid weapons right now too do they have smaller perk pools um when they did that for garden I, I thought I saw like an immediate sort of um, it, it felt like a pretty immediate you know injection of value um, no they didn't do that with the, with these guns garden garden is a good example of this these raid guns have six possible perks in those slots um, but if you go to the garden of salvation guns uh, th- there's only four um so for some reason they went away from that I thought that was such a great decision I thought that was such a great decision that they made for Garden of Salvation and I think they need to continue to consider that consider that for Adept Trials weapons and consider that for Raid weapons shrinking that perk pool is just like a mathematical head nod it's like here you go here's here's something a little bit better now what Eugene is saying is probably part of the equation they made them farmable once they become farmable they probably had to make the perk pools bigger so Trials you can either make the perk pool smaller or you know give people the same the same thing that we get at the end of the raid have that be in the trials chest let people kind of have that farmable nature so either shrink the perk pool or give the player more agency you know something so that it's right now i don't think they've really landed that plane quite well and i do think there's something they could do to meet the player in the middle hitman i think a ranking system is absolutely needed for a mode like blank do you agree also maybe a stretch on what major adept reward after accumulative wins yeah i mean we, i didn't get the second half of your question i think it got lost in the discord hang on um good players will get adepts faster at seven wins and flawless chest have the mods this is the, yeah the, we get down on these minutiae suggestions and i don't i don't spend a ton of time on it i think big picture they can they can they could do things to give longer standing ranks and rewards for the crucible main playlist and then do more things there are two goals that you should have for trials getting getting casuals and mid lane players or lower skilled players to play the first three games and feel like it's worth their time i'm not just saying to coax them into there i'm saying get them in there and then you want them to conclude that it was worth their time and then the second thing you want to do is you want the better skilled players the hardcore players you want them to live on the back half of the card and in the flawless you want them in the lighthouse like i don't care how you get there i don't like getting into the specifics those are the goals that Bungie should have I've given some specifics on how to do it but I don't like getting down into minor details about cumulative wins and stuff like that I, it gets that, that, can get too, that can get too busy for me to interact with as an idea so if you guys have enjoyed this content today consider clicking the like button and consider clicking the join button when you click the join button you can do any of the tiers of support and that supports me directly you get a badge next to your name and emotes in the chat and that's how people are submitting these live questions that's why that's how they're putting them in 
to uh, the uh, the chat and Nightbot grabs them. You do have to be a paying member to take advantage of this. You also get increased perks and benefits in our Discord. So use the Discord command. Anybody can hang out in our Discord. It's open to the public, but we have increased privileges and rooms for those that do the paid stuff. So if you're in the live audience, please don't go anywhere. A lot of folks tend to leave once Q&A is over. We're going to keep on streaming and talking and hanging out and having a good time. Uh, and if you're, if you're on your way out, I get it. Hit like and subscribe on the way out or hit join on the way out uh, to support the, the channel directly. If you're listening elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe.